Welcome to Too Many Audibles, where we discuss and debate the hottest topics around the sports world. If you like our content, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Too Many Audibles. Well, 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 another Too Many Audibles episode coming your way. We got the boys on the pod, the TMA crew, myself, Bryce, Cam and P Gas PG13. We gonna talk about a little bit of the NFL offseason action tonight, gentlemen. How are we feeling? Turn down for what? Apparently, Sweet Carolina ain't so sweet no more because Dev is claiming to be an Arizona fan, and I'm just now finding that out for the tenth time. So you need chill. My guy, <laughs> he wants to start pulling. He wants to start pulling cards like that. Someone's just salty. His uh, that JJ Watt didn't join his brothers, and uh, old Blitzberg is what he likes to call it. JJ that aluminum curtain confirmed. I think that Cam has known you're a Cardinals fan this whole time because of the amount of times we've told him. And so when JJ Watt signed there, he just balled up in the fetal position and cried. <laughs> he's he's having a hard time. He wanted to see that Watt trio. Um, on that same team, but he didn't want to rock with the aluminum curtain. He wanted to be a part of the Red Sea. Dev's Dev's over here like, hey, if you're not rocking with my Cardinals at 8-8, and don't rock with us at 9-7. and (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. It is what it is. Big news, though, for Arizona, to be honest with you. Uh, You know, J.J. Watt's been – he's been banged up last couple of seasons, uh, but we still know what he's capable of. I I feel like Arizona's a good spot for him to be in teaming up with Chandler Jones and, and Isaiah Simmons could be a, a pretty nasty uh, pass rush this year. What do you think about it, Bryce? Oh, what's up, guys? How are y'all doing? Uh, <laughs> my name's Bryce. I'm on TMA. Um, I'm just messing. So in a world where social media is the key principle of things, there were fans that took it to themselves to do anything they can to find out where J.J. Watt was going. And some fans even went as far to tracking down J.J. Watt's Peloton account. Did y'all see that? And try to dig dig, I know I'm getting to that. Try to get around, dig around with that and see where he's going. And then J.J. Watt said, source, me. And then he had that Cardinals shirt on. I don't know, Dev was happy. He was was going around Dahlonega naked, bro, streaking. He was putting on a party. I don't know about all that. He was was living it up. But J.J. Watt's to the cards, I like it. It makes them a contender or pretender. What do y'all think? It makes them a somewhere in the middle. I don't think that they're a pretender, man. You got a lot of talent back there with Kyler and D Hop. You know Larry Fitzgerald's gonna play till he's ninety. So that offense is gonna do what it does, Kenyon Drake. And then that defense, I mean, you gotta like all the pieces they got around that. Isaiah Simmons came along with Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker, Chandler Jones, now TJ or JJ Watt. I mean, I don't want to call them a contender because they play in possibly the toughest division in all of football against the Seahawks and the Rams. Yeah, and the 49ers twice a year. So that's half your schedule. Second second toughest division. Behind who? The NFC South, of course. I knew it. Oh, my God. Home of the Super Bowl champions. Home of the – and the Panthers, might I add. Um, so, no, I'm not going to say they're a contender, but I also don't think they're pretending, man. They're, they're a legit team. I just don't know how legit yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, anytime you sign a defensive end or a defensive player in general that has had 
has the amount of talent and has had success like J.J. Watt has, I mean, it only helps your team get better, in my opinion. Um, I think one of the cool things, too, what happened was, um, you know, Chandler Jones was, you know, messaging J.J. on Instagram saying, hey, bro, if you come to Arizona, I'll be your personal chef on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, those days are going to be free, but you're going to have to pay for the rest and just kind of cutting up back and forth. And um, J.J. Watt even texted Kyler Murray and, and said, hey, man, like, you know, I'm here because I believe in you, which I think can go a long way as far as confidence goes in a young quarterback. And Kyler had a – besides, like, the the last couple, you know, stretch of the season, he played very, very well um, and was looking like that MVP type of season. I mean, a lot of those same numbers matched Lamar Jackson's MVP campaign. So he was playing really good ball and kind of got banged up a little bit, got a, his shoulder was messed up and – um, you know, just kind of fell off a little, but I think that goes a huge way for his confidence level and, and just knowing that he has a veteran player such as JJ already showing support in him. That that only is going to fuel the fire for Kyler Murray in that offense. A hundred percent. And I think depending on where the cards go in the draft, what direction they lean towards, they they could have a really good ce- ceiling at like maybe even third in their own division. I don't know. Like they might just edge out somebody. I, I doubt it. I don't know. It's pretty tough. But <laughs> boy, get out of I mean, here. That there's no denying that that defense in LA is nasty. And it's for real. Um, but as, as far as the, the JJ Watt signing goes, I like it. But I don't think it puts them over the edge because even if you look at um, sporting, like sport bets odds, the Cardinals' chances to win the Super Bowl did not change at all. They were 40 to 1 before signing JJ, and they're still 40 to 1. Um, but, you know, the draft can do a lot to change a team. But just strictly focusing on, on the Watt signing, I, I like it what it brings, but I'm skeptical because the reason I like it is when you look at JJ's first five years in the league, I mean, we were talking about him as going having the first five-year career of any defensive player maybe ever besides of Lawrence Taylor, and that was obviously before Aaron Donald came along. I mean, he had, what, a, defense, a rookie of the year, a defensive player of the year award, and he was just eating up double and triple teams when, I mean, way since then. But the last five years, he's just consistently been injured a lot. And that's my concern because typically when you see players get older, they don't get – more healthy you know what i'm saying if they've got health concerns as they get older it stays so i'm interested to see i'm rooting for him i hope it works out but i have reservations Ooh, yeah i don't know i mean y'all keep talking about all this all these pieces they have buddha baker's the highest paid safety in the league you know they got a special defense clicking and now kyler murray has another year of d hop under his belt just more chemistry kenyon drake Man, Christian Kirk, this team is looking pretty good. And, I mean, beside, everyone on the team besides I, Isaiah Simmons because he went to Clemson, I mean, we don't count Clemson boys. They look they looking pretty stout. So, if they – with Russell Wilson's future uncertain in Seattle, I don't know, man. It's It's got to be an arms race to get to number one. We shall see. Okay. Well, since you, since you went ahead and brought up Russ, let's go ahead and hit on that. Um, you know, there's been a lot of drama come out recently uh, from Russ, Russ's camp as far as the Seahawks go. You know, uh, Russ has called out his offensive line, pretty much thrown them under the bus, uh, which is very questionable move uh, for any quarterback to make considering the offensive line is the direct, the only thing standing in the way between 
you and the nasty defensive lines of the NFC West that just got a little bit nastier adding J.J. Watt to the division and Russ getting hit more. Um, so do y'all think there's some fire from that smoke, or you think it's just kind of awesome off-season drama that'll work itself out and Russ is in Seattle? I think there's some bamboo on that fire, Cam. You know, the stuff you shouldn't put on a fire. I think that that man, Russ, <laughs> he has – him and Carson Wentz have been hit more than anybody in the league in their time. And so Russell Wilson, man, he's he's getting up there in age. He's 30 – he's 30 years old, if I'm not wrong. And he is – you know, he can't be taking hits. 31. I apologize. He cannot be taking hits like he has been if he wants to get anything accomplished in Seattle. And the whole narrative of let Russ cook, you know, yeah, let Russ cook. But Russ can't cook more than ramen noodles with that offensive line he's got going on. So either they need to buck up and get him some help, or he might find his way to the Raiders, the Saints, who knows? The Bears. The Bears. I, I, don't, Bears. I don't think Russ is going to be leaving the Seahawks anytime soon. I think this is just a cry for help, you know? I mean, of course he's going to go out and call out his offensive line because, I mean, dang, it really can't get much worse from here, no? So he he wants he knows he wants to play till he said, what, 45? And so if you're going to play for another 15 years, you need protection. And they understand how valuable he is to the franchise. And so I don't think he's in the wrong at all by demanding, basically, to get some help. That's in- interesting you say that. I don't think he's in the wrong by wanting some more help, but I do think it was a bad move on his part to leak a list, have his well, have his agent put out a list of teams that he would waive his no-trade clause for. I don't think that's a good look. Right. I mean, I can't – like, I mean, saying, like, I don't want to trade, but if I was – if I were traded, here's the teams I'd want to go to – like no, no, I don't think any of us are gonna ever be caught saying like I wouldn't cheat on my girl, but if I did, these would be the four. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of essentially like you got a relationship with your team. I don't think that's a good look to put out there to say things like that. Yeah, that's like that's but, like Deb saying like you know if I wasn't on team A, I might would check out this podcast. You know, it's like oh well, <laughs> if I was not too many audibles, you know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I kind of agree and disagree with, with a, a couple of the things that he did. Um, I, it was definitely a little questionable how that that list of you know trades that that he would be interested in or teams he'd be interested in on ending up. I feel like that was kind of like okay, like unless it was uh, just one of those things that you know it's obviously a little bit more serious. Like if if Russell Wilson and the Seahawks agreed that they were mutually looking for a trade or something like that, then that's a little more understandable. But for a parent, for I mean, I haven't heard anything saying that that's the route that they're going. So, but as far as him kind of confronting, you know, his offensive line, I think Russ being the guy that he is, I don't think he did it in a derogatory way to put them down. If anything, I think it kind of adds fuel to their fire and says, "Hey, our quarterback, our QB one, Russell Wilson." is getting absolutely beat up back there and we are in charge of protecting him and keeping his jersey clean and if we're not doing that then we're not doing our job russ is trying to do his job dk metcalf is trying to do his job but if your whole offensive line as a unit and collectively are not protecting the quarterback then at what point is it enough where you have to say something and i feel like russ reached that point where he needed to say something and hopefully it it turns the tide and it, it looks a lot think, better this year. 
Well, Russ definitely holds all the power in this situation because when I think the Seahawks, I think they'd fire Pete Carroll before they just willingly gave up and traded Russell Wilson. And, I mean, with what you touched on is him calling out the offensive line. Yeah, it may it, they could take it as a motivating factor, but even if they took it as disrespect, there's really not much they can do about it because if you're going to willingly let defenders get through and you're not going to block, okay, well, then that's just going to cost you money and you're going to be without a job because you're going to get cut or traded elsewhere if you don't do your job. So Russ holds all the power in this situation. I mean, it could have been, too, like Russ just, you know, typed it up in his drafts and then his wife Sierra just hits in, you know, like she wants to move out of Seattle, so you never know. <laughs> she just she just hopped on the song. Uh, but speaking of, uh, you know, like you mentioned, quarterbacks getting hit the most, I think that's a, definitely a problem that is behind Carson Wentz uh, playing behind one of the best offensive lines in football now that he's on the Colts. Do y'all see do y'all see next season for Carson Wentz going a lot better? Maybe we get that uh, MVP form wins back. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. And I don't know. think so either. Here's why. Here's why. Um, to to be frank with you, I think that the Colts. So why it worked for Philip Rivers so well is that Philip Rivers, being his age and him having a lack of arm strength. The offense was tailored to dump off passes to Naheem Hines, you know, stuff like that. And so I don't think that the offense – T.Y. Hilton has been a no-show these last several years, and you got your best receiver out of US, uh, removed from USC a couple years ago. He's a young guy. And so I just don't think the offensive weapons are where they need to be to get Carson Wentz back on par to where Frank Reich's a good coach – and they'll have to surround him with weapons. They obviously believe in him to, you know, make the move to get him like they did. So, I don't know. I don't I don't think the Colts are a huge step up from where the Eagles were offensively. And so maybe it's just offensive system at this point. But, you know, any good quarterback needs weapons. And, I mean, that's why Cam Newton didn't, didn't do good this year. He didn't have any weapons at all. And so I think with Wentz, you kind of see the same parallel – where, you know, the lack of weapons is obviously concerning for me. Well, it's yeah, like, uh, with Wentz, we we saw a glimpse of glory in that MVP candidate season, right? But MVP frontrunner, man, he was almost a right, lot before he tore the right. ACL. But, so going to the Colts, a more, you know, established organization that knows how to take care of their quarterbacks is a good thing. Agreed. But... Yeah, Peyton Manning. Like you said, with with those receivers, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm not sold on it, and we saw too much bad film on Carson Wentz last season. So I am very very hesitant to say he will ever see that sort of season again. It's like, you know, I want to root for the guy, but we, he's just a turnover machine. Too many audibles by him. Yeah. I mean, I think. Of... Go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking of the weapons, okay, look, I'll go, I'll go real quick. Speaking of the weapons in Indianapolis, one thing I thought was hilarious. <laughs> did y'all see uh, there were Michael Pittman Jr., the uh, the rookie that's phenom? Who that that's caught, who I was thinking of. That caught 21 balls for 500 yards and one touchdown last year? <laughs> he said in a text message exchange, Carson asked for his number yeah. 11, and he said no. Yeah. I'll tell you yeah. what, that's – that's a bold move. I don't like that move. I don't like that move by Michael Pittman. Someone said he's only going to catch 11 balls the whole season. 
or a C11 targets or something like that. I, I think that's already not a good start as far as like, you know, you got a, a new quarterback coming in on a new team with new players and you got to get that chemistry down. And a lot of times it, that getting that chemistry factor can take a while. I mean, you saw it kind of start to pick up with Phillip Rivers, but I mean, with Carson Wentz, he's got to learn these guys and their, their um, you know, what they're best at, what they're not great at, and their strengths and all this stuff. And I just don't think that was a great move for for the rookie receiver to kind of stand his ground and say, no, it's my number, instead of saying, yeah, bro, like, you got the number, it's just a number. Let me do this by kind of welcoming you to the team. That's the way I see it. Him allowing Carson Wentz, who's been in the league, who has had been successful in the league, give him that number and say, hey, this is kind of my token of gratitude. This is me welcoming you to our team and be my quarterback. I think he only hurt his case, and it's going to be it's a lot harder to build someone trust than it is to break it. Well, that's the thing. I don't think he has the trust with Wentz to begin with because of the film that we saw last year from him. I mean, this guy got benched for Jalen Hurts, and that's no disrespect to Jalen Hurts by any means, but whenever you have that contract that he's getting paid, you shouldn't be getting benched. And I think he understands yeah. that. I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, he might have a, a special reason why he wears that number, and it's, you know, been his number since he was in Pee Wee. And, you know, it's, there might be something more to it than, than what we saw or what we heard about it. But I just – I don't think it was – I think he should have just given the number and kind of moved on with it. But speaking of kind of Carson Wentz and, and what that offense might look like, yeah, they're, they're not in a too much better place than – you know, the Eagles were offensively and the weapons that they have, but I think what plays a big part in an offensive success is keeping the quarterback clean. I mean, I think, like, yeah, there's a lot of receivers and a lot of weapons that, you know, that aren't really elite or even above average, but you give the quarterback a clean pocket and allow him to make plays with his arm, then you'd be surprised, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of receivers. I mean, you look at Darnell Mooney for Chicago. I mean, if Mitch Trubisky, exactly, you haven't heard of him, but if you've seen the dude's tape, you'd realize that, I mean, kid's a baller. But when you got Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles showing you the ball, yeah, it's a little tough. So it kind of goes both ways, but it'll be interesting to see if that offensive line's great. So if they can keep Wentz clean and, and Wentz kind of gets back on that level, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they were actually pretty successful, to I be mean, honest with Quentin you. I mean, he Quentin Nelson he's playing behind, one of the best guards in the league. So... One of the best guards ever. Yeah, certainly serves him well to be playing behind him. So, you know, the fact, the excuse of him being hit a lot no longer in the equation, we really start to see if Carson Wentz is a franchise quarterback, and it starts with the Colts. We shall see, fellas. Yeah, speaking of uh, franchise quarterbacks on the move, what a crazy carousel is going on. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Man, more drama kind of coming out of that camp. Uh, Deshaun, it was it was reported that Deshaun Watson met with the new Texans head coach, and pretty much told him that, "Hey, I I want to be traded out of here, and I plan to hold out if need be." So, I mean, it's looking like he's trying to force force Houston's hand as much as possible. Now, granted, he can't do much under contract. He just signed a a four year, one hundred sixty million dollar one just last off season. But what do y'all think? Y'all think? You think uh, Deshaun plays in Texas and Houston next year, or you think he's elsewhere? No chance. He's he's out the door. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, when a quarterback is that consistent, 
and about wanting to be traded out of Houston and out of that organization, even without giving the new coach a chance. Or I mean, they're even throwing all kinds of stuff out his way at this point. Like, hey, what if we do this? What if we do like? But he's still, you know. I want out of here. I don't want to play here. I've made that clear. And he's very persistent about it. So I think it, it it's hard for me to believe that he would stay there and try to patch things up with how confident he is with wanting to be traded and leave Houston's. I don't see it happening. I've seen a couple different trade options, one of which would send him to the Panthers in exchange for Terry Bridgewater and a couple of, of picks. Um, I don't really see that one happening without, you know, Christian McCaffrey or something bigger being involved, but um, well, well, the problem is, I'm Houston. I, I'm pretty sure Deshaun Watson is smarter than the people running the Texans organization at this point, just based on the prior moves. And it's like the Texans should understand right now is when you're going to get the most value out of Deshaun Watson because you're going to end up moving him. And if you wait till after the draft, when five other teams find their quarterback, and then you wait through free agency, there's going to be maybe one team left, and you're not going to get nearly the value you can get right Let now. Let me run this by y'all real quick. So honestly, like. The Broncos are in the race for Deshaun Watson. Could you imagine the AFC West if the Broncos got Deshaun and then Russell Wilson had the Raiders at the top of his potential trade list? Russell Wilson to the Raiders? You'd have a division with Mahomes, Wilson, and Watson with Justin Herbert on the rise? One man can only jump. Selfishly, I want that to happen because that would be sick. I mean, it'd it'd be like a playoff matchup, you know, Eight times a year, no matter who it is. So, I don't know. That that's kind of selfishly where I want to see him land. But yeah, the talk of him to the Panthers. I've seen the Dolphins thrown out there. Um, like you were saying, I don't want him to go to the Panthers if it means we have to give up McCaffrey. Because I feel like the whole point of, like I was telling Devin earlier, the whole point of getting Watson would be to surround him with the best talent possible. And I think you kind of eliminate that by getting rid of McCaffrey. Sure, the shelf life of running backs, you know, drops significantly after they hit 25, 26 in that area. But it's Christian McCaffrey we're talking about. I mean, he's, in my humble opinion, he's the best running back in the league. So, I mean, he can do it all. So, if you get rid of McCaffrey for him, there's really, I mean, you got Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. But, you know, other than that, it's like, you know, he's, like I was kind of saying with Carson Wentz, like, you know, the weapons, it's not a big step up from the, the Texans to the Panthers if that were the case so yeah. no matter it doesn't matter where Deshaun's playing uh, in the next few years they're not going to have weapons they're not going to have first round picks <laughs> so because that's, that's kind of the kicker right with Deshaun like no matter where he goes you're going to be sending most likely at least two first rounds and probably your biggest other asset out of town with him just to get him in so that's kind of you know the twofold kicker for wherever Deshaun goes but I personally, I don't think he, I don't think he'll play. I don't, I think, I think he'll end up elsewhere because I'm with you. It'll, it'll be more, worth more headache than he's, than he's worth for the Texans to keep him on because I mean, if he's going to be disgruntled and he's not going to play to his best ability and he's even risk throwing out the ten million or whatever it's going to cost him to sit out the preseason and the first quarter of the regular season, I mean, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Just, just go, just go get some draft picks and start building your future. Like, I think just go ahead and I think it's a it's a simple yeah. answer. I mean, you saw what you saw what James Harden did to get out of Houston. Man wore a fat suit. That's a bit Man different. Man wore a though. fat suit, okay? So Deshaun, if you're listening, go buy a fat suit. <laughs> go hit up the clubs, go hit up the buffets, act like you're not in it and then just think, leave, baby. 
I think one of the things, too, about the whole situation, I feel like if he were to suck it up and play until something were to happen, it kind of looks like he's going back on his word and that he's not you know, true to what he, what he says. And I don't think that he's that type of guy. I mean, he's been so consistent about wanting out. So I think if he just turns around and plays, then it's like, all right, well, why were you causing such a big deal about all this? yet you're going to turn around and play the season. So I don't think he's like that. I think he knows what he wants, and he, he's going to stay that way and ultimately until he gets what he wants or as close as he can get to it. So it'll yeah. be interesting to kind of keep track of. But one thing that kind of surprises me a little bit is that Washington apparently is, is planning to cut Alex Smith. Um, you know, do you, how do you all feel about that? I mean, dude was comeback player of the year for good reason. Um, y'all think that they're going to stick with that boy Taylor Heineke? Seems like it. They did just give him a, a two million, two year, about nine million dollar contract just about three weeks ago. So it seems like it's a uh, Heineke time in Washington. So I, I don't know. I mean, on paper the the move is a bit head scratching considering it's like you're you're betting it all on Taylor Heineke uh, based off really one playoff game. Um, so I'm kind of confused about that. Maybe they have plans to draft a QB. They do draft at 19th. So I could see Mac Jones possibly, you know, still being on the board at that point. Maybe they want to go with another tall signal caller like that. But Mac Jones I, will be a top you. 10 pick, just so you know. Bet anything on that to right who? now. How much you want to bet? Let's do it. I'm down. $50. On air. $50. On Shake air. on it through air. Deal. I mean, on air, Mac Jones is going top ten. Yes, Mac Jones is going top yes, ten. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Hey, he's not Cam. I'm with you. I I don't see it happening. The more and more breakdown with, with, with no combine round, with the Senior ten. Bowl and more and more breakdown of his film, he has all the fundamentals yes. anybody could ask for, and he's well educated. Once people want, so this you're guy. saying. So what you're so really what you're telling me is we're have we're about to have five QBs in the first ten yes. picks. I think that's a very the, real Matt possibility. Yes, after he will not be after the Trevor Lawrence, Zach. After oh. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance get picked in the top four, it's going to be an arms race to get quarterbacks, and they're going to start snatching yep. them off the board. I mean, once okay, I know we're off topic, but once you go out of the top five, you have Kyle Trask and Kellen Mond left. No one's going to want to get Kyle Trask or Kellen Mond to be their franchise quarterback. So, like I said, once Zach Wilson goes off the board at two or three, it's going to be arms racing. Mac, Mac Jones is going to be top ten, I promise you. Yep. Did you just forget about Justin Fields? I, I've seen several things that say Mac Jones is rated higher than Justin Fields. Yep. It, what, what's, what blows my mind is, too, I mean, you look at the teams that are in the top ten. Like, yeah, they got you know quarterbacks projecting like pretty quick off the board. But not every team in the top ten needs a quarterback. I mean, you look at the Lions. I believe they're picking seven. It's not that every team in the they, top ten needs a quarterback, but there's that many teams that do need quarterbacks and will be willing to move up to get them. But to have five QBs off the board in the first ten picks, when you still got Jamar Chase, you still got Devontae Smith there, Panay Sewell from Oregon. Right. I mean, you got you got some of these. All right, all right. We'll see about it. I I don't think it happens. Well, here here I am looking. Okay, here I am looking at the top ten. Jacksonville. Jacksonville's definitely taking Trevor Lawrence. Um, you got New York. I could see maybe, maybe they pass up on Darnold. Maybe they trade back and stay with Darnold. There's no guarantee that they're taking a QB. Um, 
do y'all think Miami has Houston's pick? Um, I doubt Miami's about to take another QB. Atlanta, really, they they should take a QB. They probably will. Cincinnati won't. Philadelphia might do something stupid and pick a QB. Who knows? I they don't have think, a bad track record at making terrible draft picks, so it went to. I just me. don't. I don't see. I don't see Mac Jones going top ten. Maybe maybe a team like you say. Maybe maybe the top four gets picked off the board. I don't see Justin Fields going or going after Mac Jones personally. I think any GM is just asking to be fired if you pass up on Justin Fields personally for anyone not name any of the other top three. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe a teams get desperate like you say and they trade up. But I just I don't see Mac Jones top I don't. ten. I felt like I was being generous saying at 19. That, that's also coming from no. that's also <laughs> right. coming from us thinking that we know about NFL draft projections when we really don't because a few years ago when the Giants got Daniel Jones over lots of picks, that's that's when I really knew I was like, yeah, I really don't know about prospects like I like I think I do because Daniel Jones got picked before a lot of guys that you would not consider him being picked before. So it's it's up right. to anybody. If, if there was a team to to goof up and do something like that, it would definitely be the Eagles. I mean, if you look at the last couple of years of their draft picks and who they took over who was still left, I mean, just this past year they took what's his name JJ Ortega Whiteside Ortega Whiteside over Justin Jefferson. Are you kidding me? Like, how does that make any sense? They also took uh, what's his face. Travis Fulgham over DK Metcalf just a year prior. So it's like if they're they're going to be the ones to, to mess up and get rid of their quarterback who they just paid a crap ton of money to and to start Jalen Hurts, they would end up doing something like that and, and grabbing Mac Jones. It's like, I don't know, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of looking at the top ten and it's just like, they're, I mean, yeah, we might have something crazy and we might see – Four QBs go one, one, two, three, four. That's very possible. But after that, I mean, you look at the other teams that, I mean, Detroit. Detroit needs a whole lot more than a QB. Uh, and they Houston, just traded for Jared Goff. So oh, that's what I'm saying. And they take on his huge contract, so they're not about to draft another QB unless. Don't they can be surprised him. if you see the Patriots move up to get Mac Jones. We know how close Belichick and Saban are. And Mac Jones is obviously a top tier quarterback. Like I, I, I would not be surprised. Yeah, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I just think there's a legitimate. Watch the Steelers that... move up and get him, since this is gonna be Big Ben's last ride. Don't hey, That's don't a stretch, don't. Uh, but... <laughs> Cam's gonna get emotional talking about that that Big Ben last ride. Yeah. I, know, I know how he is. He he's already starting to shed some tears on us. How, how are you, you know feeling what? about that anyway? How are you feeling about that? Man, I'm – you know what? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I know we're not getting a – I know we're not getting a Super Bowl next year. I know it. But you know what? Ben deserves to go out in front of the fans. He deserves one last ride. Uh, the, he got he, the right way out, man. He he brought us two Super Bowls. He's a Hall of Fame QB. He does he deserves better than going out with on a season with no fans on a season the way the season ended in tragedy at the end, losing at home to little brother in Cleveland. He deserves better, and I think he will get better. And another thing I like to point out to the casual fan that didn't pay attention to every Steelers game, such as I, um, I'm talking to you three. A lot of that <laughs> offense last year was not Ben's fault. It really wasn't. 
We had a bottom a bottom twenty offensive line, the worst running game in the league, and not to mention we led the league. Our, our receivers did in drops. So when you add all that up, not many QBs are going to succeed and just have a stellar season, and the team's going to go far in postseason play. So I, I think this, I'm okay with it because when you look at the options, if Ben doesn't come back, we're in worse shape. So I say Ben gets one more ride, baby. The gunslinger's back. Let's let's see it. Let's rock it out. I mean, I'm, you saw that you saw that firsthand when we spent a six hour car ride listening to a little baby to drive up to Cincinnati just to watch your boy get dropped. I mean, so <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, that's tough. Hey, don't don't be too harsh on him. It's going to be tough, and I'm sure we're, we'll hear all about it this next season. But I, I kind of agree with you, Cam. I mean, Big Ben. I, I'm. You know, don't really have any personal problems with him. I, I like giving him hell just because you like him, and yeah, I like love. giving you hell. So it's just part <laughs> of it. Uh, nothing personal. I, I do like Big Ben. I think uh, the best case scenario for the Steelers is uh, Joshua Dobbs' time, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. I think he does deserve to kind of go out, you know, the best way possible, even if it's not a Super Bowl. Let him play in front of the fans. Let him go out, you know, throw him for 304 TDs in his last game. You know, something like that. Carry him off, you know, in the, on a go-kart or something across the field. Let him do some donuts. You know, it is what it is. But, uh, I mean, his arm's pretty much made of metal at this point anyway. So, one last ride, one last hoorah for it. Big Ben. What do you say? I'm here for it. Preston, what you think? You, I know you're probably sitting there thinking, ha, ha, ha. I, I, well, I, I just think it's funny because, I mean, even in the hypothetical situation that the Steelers start off great next year, like, and you've already said you know they're not winning the Super Bowl. I can see it now. You're just going to get on here and be like, I lied. The steel curtain's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's all I part mean, of the plan. <laughs> you think? Oh, I mean, you think I'm not going to sit up here and get all excited as Atlanta starts off 0-7 again oh and Carolina starts off 3-8? and and I mean, we're sitting at I mean maybe seven and three. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy that. I'm gonna enjoy that. <laughs> hey, you know, as a wise man once said, Stick all good TikTok. things must come to an end. Um, you know, so big Big Ben's time and 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 Blitzburg is coming up. But um, you know, what a great career. I hope he goes out the best way possible. Um, you know, let that let that vol for life get in there and show what he's made of. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, running the Steelers' offense isn't rocket science, but I'd actually probably feel better with Joshua Dobbs behind center if it was rocket science. <laughs> Honestly, so, aerospace engineer. It's like, that's all I'm saying. So, what, what he's going to create his own offensive scheme that has you. It's all calculating angles and and the velocity of everything, and they're going to win a Super Bowl. We, we, we will see. I'll tell you what. Uh, before we get off air, I just want to remind again that uh, I just won $50 because Preston did indeed this bet me guy. with a verbal handshake that Mac Jones would get drafted 1 through 10, somewhere in there. And he's not going 1 through 5. That's a guarantee. So as long as he doesn't fall 6 through 10, I'm good. That's not a guarantee. <laughs> we will. That will be something that we dive into. He top five right now. We, we no. actually got <laughs> – Hey, listen up, listen up. We actually got a a pretty special episode coming up in the near future where we dive into this kind of situation a little bit more. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. We got to do some homework. 
Um, I think the the viewers and the listeners will definitely enjoy that. I know I will. Uh, so we'll dive into that definitely a little bit deeper um, here pretty soon. So if you're listening, everyone, stay tuned for that. We've got more great content coming your way. Um, as always, everyone, stay safe and uh, wrap it up with a go Vols, baby. Uh, go Noles. Go Dogs. If you like our content, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Bang! At Too Many Audibles.